0: Welcome to Mysteries to Die For and this Toe Tag. I am T.G. Wolf, and I'm here with Jack, my piano player and producer. This is normally a podcast where we combine storytelling with original music to put you at the heart of murder, mystery, and mayhem. Today is a bonus episode we call A Toe Tag. It's the first chapter from a fresh release in the mystery, crime, or thriller genre. Today's featured release is In the Danger of Judgment by David Rubin. We're just going to jump right in. Monday, May 11th, 1987, 721 AM. Bernie entered the headquarters of Area 6 of the Chicago Police Department the same way he always did, head down and looking as if he bore the weight of the world. He nodded at Weems, the shoeshine man, and pushed his way through the metal gate that separated officers from the public. He walked slowly and deliberately up the stairs to the second floor where the detectives were housed and was greeted by the familiar tap, tap, tap of the manual typewriters, always at a slow rhythm because detectives did all of their typing with their index fingers. Before him lay 40 metal desks, four columns of 10 desks each, with an invisible line separating violent crimes from property crimes. His desk was on the violent crime side, the last one on the left at the end of the floor. A couple of detectives were typing reports, swearing occasionally, and applying liberal amounts of correction fluid. Three others cradled phones to their shoulders, taking notes with one hand and holding a cigarette in the other. Clouds of cigarette smoke drifted hither and yon, congealing at the ceiling tile that had once been white but now was stained a yellowish brown. The floor tiles used to be white too, but now were a dull gray from the thousands of scuff of soles and heels. The whole room looked tired and worn down, as did most of the people who worked in it. Marcel had the desk next to Bernie's, and she was already there, just as she always was. Bernie dropped himself into his chair, the springs loudly registering their objection, and no sooner had he settled in than Marcel rolled her chair over and handed him a slip of paper. It bore the handwriting of their superior officer, Commander Michael Kaczynski. You and Bernie, my office. It was on my desk when I got here at 6.45, she said. You think he knows about Andretti? It was three years ago. By now the whole department... Sorry. It was three days ago. By now the whole department knows about it. You really ought to stop beating up your colleagues. It was different this time. I don't think that matters to Andretti. Marcel looked at him optimistically. Maybe Mike wants to talk about the Arroyos. Maybe he wants to talk about both. Okay, she said. If it's Andretti, I'll handle it. If it's the Arroyos, you handle it. Not much to say. Should I make something up or tell him the truth? The truth is easier, she said. The truth is boring, he said. Go for it, she said. You're good at being boring. They walked up to the third floor and onto Mike's office. Bernie knocked and opened the door. Have a seat and shut the door, Mike said. He leaned back in his chair and looked over his reading glasses at Marcel. Tell me you had a good reason to break Andretti's nose. I'm the only woman detective in violent crimes, and I can't let people think I'm a doormat. Mike took off his glasses and warily rubbed the bridge of his nose. Give me the whole thing from beginning to end. Friday night at Angie's, she said. Me, Bernie, Andretti, and a bunch of other guys from the 2-3, Andretti starts kneeling me like he always does. She looked over at Bernie to give him a chance to provide confirmation. It's true, he said. She turned back to Mike. Andretti tells me I need a man to make me a complete woman. I tell him that martial art classes made me a complete woman, to which he replies, quote, martial arts are Hollywood bullshit, and you wouldn't last ten seconds in a street fight. Mike waited for more, but there wasn't any. That's it? That's what set you off? Well, yeah, and you couldn't just ignore it. Marcel sat forward in her chair and locked eyes with Mike. I did what you and Bernie and every other male cop would have done. I invited him to show me how I can't last 10 seconds in a street fight. Jesus, Marcel, he outweighs you by 100 pounds. Yeah, I know that's not much. Maybe if he were bigger it would have been a fairer fight. Anyway, we went to the alley behind Angie's where these things get settled and everyone followed us out. How long from beginning to end? Right around 10 seconds. And then you put an elbow into his nose and decked him. Yes, sir. Mike threw his head back and laughed. Marcel said, you're not mad? Hell no, Andretti's an asshole, but you really ought to stop beating up your colleagues. Does that mean we can go now? Bernie asked. Not so fast, Mike said. While you're here, I thought you could update me on the arroyals. I bet you're typing up arrest warrants already. Um, Not exactly. How much not exactly? Bernie shifted around in his chair. Here's where we are. Last week, we started canvassing the areas where the Garza boys and the Latin Eagles were found. Seems the original interviews weren't too comprehensive. You're doing door to doors, Mike asked. Some street stops too nothing fancy, no other way to do it. And so far, no one knows a thing. Not that I expected anything different. Anything else? Mike asked. Marcel said, You know Victor Ramos from Narcotics? Mike nodded. Victor and I have been going to a club on North Avenue where Arroyo and his buddies hang out. We haven't decided yet whether we're boyfriend or girlfriend or Pitman Hooker. The plan is to get Victor a job with Arroyo. And we figure having me as eye candy can't hurt. They think you're a neighborhood girl? Yeah, I got the right look, and my Chicago Spanish is as good as theirs. I'm Marisol De Soto, and I grew up near Halstead and Addison. That's it? That's it. Mike looked at them for a few seconds, disgusted with what they told him. You guys have Bobkiss. It's going to be a long process, Bernie said. I know, and I'm sorry to have to crap on your Monday morning, but it's about to get more complicated. Ever heard of a Southeast Asian horror, heroin group known as the Kwan Organization? I have, Marcel said. DEA was monitoring them when I worked there. They're active in Europe and Australia, but never sold here. Well, that's about to change, Mike said. Last month, Kwan sent his head of security here with 12 men. The security guy is an American named Thornton. The feds think Thornton and his guys want to make Chicago the U.S. beachhead for Quan, And once they start selling here, they're gonna square off with the Arroyos real quick. And that's why it makes sense for you to work their case together. Oh shit, Bernie said. Yep, that's right. You're gonna be working with the feds on this one. Look on the bright side, Marcel said. After all, I used to be with the DEA. Bernie shot her a side-eye. That's exactly what I'm afraid of. We have a show-and-tell here tomorrow, 8 a.m., Mike said. We tell what we have, and their guy tells what they have. Guy? Bernie asked, as in one man? For now, he arrived from D.C. yesterday. You guys are his liaison. You want us to babysit a fed? Who said anything about babysitting? The guy's a pro, Bernie. He's got a list of major busts longer than your arm. Well, I can't wait to meet him. I'm glad you feel that way. I thought it would be a real nice gesture if the two of you could go over to his apartment this morning. He doesn't have an office yet. You know, and introduce yourselves. Marcel said, I have a meet with the assistant state's attorney at 26 in California at 9 o'clock. Then you're off the hook. My candid Bernie a slip with the address. His name is John Shepherd, and he's expecting you in an hour. So, In Danger of Judgment was released August 4th, 2022 from Black Rose Writing, and is available from Amazon and your favorite book retailers. I will say, I asked David uh, where the name of the book came from, and in the uh, book's epigraph it says, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. I thought that was a pretty cool way that he got his title. My tablet just froze, that's awesome. So let's learn a little bit about David. Uh, He was born in Chicago and raised in its Lakeview neighborhood. He later moved to Atlanta, where he worked as a trial lawyer for 33 years. Now retired, he writes fiction, runs a competitive shooting program, and competes in rifle sports, including the discipline of high-power rifle, in which he holds two high master classifications this is his debut novel and it was a runner-up in the thriller category of the 2022 maxi awards and there's a link to david's website on our show notes from august 2nd to september 2nd 2022 in danger of judgment is on tour with partners in crime check out the tour link for content and information and uh, show up on some of those and share the love so now i'm going to give you my book review so this is a thriller, if you didn't get the setup up there. It is set in 1987, and the thug life in Chicago had kept detectives William Bernie Bernadelli and Marcel DeSantis up to their elbows in blood and guts, and that life is about to get disrupted. The heroin market, cornered by two rival Mexican cartels, is being violently squeezed by the newest game in town, the Asian-powered Kwan. And what makes Quan powerful is an American born mercenary turn enforcer named Robert Thornton, AKA the professor. So let's compare this to quote, the perfect thriller. Strengths of the story, you guys know how I love logic by now. And this storyline, when you look from back to front, it's simple. Definitely doesn't look that way front to back, uh, which kept my mind engaged just trying to unravel the story as fast as Bernie and Marcel is is or are, are. but the simplen- simpleness <laughs> what happened to that keyboard there? I had a few wrong notes, that's my bad, let me try again <laughs> the simpleness of the underlying story is the power of In Danger of Judgment and why it stands up so well uh, frequently when I get to the end of a thriller I look back and I'm all kinds of, that doesn't make sense and why would he do that and that didn't happen at all. Uh, some of the story is rooted in the Vietnam War and the prologue does what it should do, setting the stage without really revealing what's going to come. The fight scenes display a strong sense of military tactical engagement performed at a high level. Um, I guess I leave it to others to validate the reality of that because it's not my area of expertise, but given that David is a, a high master or holds high master classifications I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and even if it's not legit they are crazy cool to read the characters good bad and ugly they're all well crafted Uh, with the possible exception of Thornton we get the glimpses of the human side and the darker side and a large part of the appeal of this book is not is knowing that one of the characters is much more than they represent but not knowing which character uh, the story is cleanly written without typos or other distractions. Where the story fell short of ideal, there really weren't many. Um, the storyline with Quan moving into Chicago, it doesn't end up totally getting resolved by the end of the book, um, but I have to say the story is not lesser for it, so I, I don't really count it as a shortcoming. Bottom line, in danger of Judgment is for you if you like domestic intrigue, military ops, and stories where the definition of justice is fluid. Oh, I I like this one. When I post my reviews, it's definitely going to get five stars across the board. So. You want to take us out with a little bit of Chicago blues. Chicago jazz, little bit of sh- uh, Chicago blues. Chicago blues or Chicago jazz? we're gonna I, I i don't whichever one if this one falls into okay i want to say blues but i go too fast for blues in my opinion never ignore that that didn't exist i would call that jazz That was pretty cool, but I still call it jazz. Yeah, you're right. That was jazz.